It's the final position group in the top five series. I'm ranking the top five safeties on today's Renner Ranks. This is Renner Ranks, the ultimate NFL ranking show. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into today's episode of Renner Ranks. Part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. And a special thank you to all the everydayers out there for making us your first listen of the day. And don't forget, subscribe, follow, like, wherever you get your podcast on YouTube. I am your host, Mike Renner, NFL Draft Analyst for The Messenger. And today's podcast is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKDOWNNFL for $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest prices, guaranteed. Safeties. 2024 NFL safety class not the deepest of classes i'll say but there's some good top end talent i believe in this draft class the top five that we're going to break down i think are all starters once you get beyond this top five you may not find too many starters in this class but i really like this top five assuming they all declare because it's a lot of underclassmen a lot of third year safeties not always the time when you see them declare but before we get into the top five let's talk about safety scouting in general i've been discussing how i scout these positions prior to breaking them down and safety is a unique one right safety is one that you how do i say this in a nice way that there's basically no one set thing you're looking for it is such a diverse position that a lot of different skill sets can succeed there depending on the type of defense you run what you're looking for, the role that you want to put a player in. It's why you also don't see guys get paid a big money in free agency anymore. I think it's because there's no, uh, you know, the translatability from one scheme to another doesn't always work. And so when you're trying to get a guy, you know, signing from one team to another, you may not be getting what you think you're getting in free agency. So it's a position that's really been devalued at the NFL level. Rare to see a first rounder. There, I think we will have one this year, though. Fingers crossed. We shall see when all is said and done if one of these guys makes it. But it's a position where, first and foremost, you are looking for movement skills you, because you're looking for how a guy moves in space. And that's, you know, when we're talking about movement skills, it's explosiveness, it's long speed, it's change of direction ability, it's fluidity, it's hip flips, it's all of those things. How a guy moves is so important to the safety position because you are always in space more so than any other position on a football field. You are always having to deal with and manipulate space, whether it's ranging from center field, whether it's working top down from like a cover two, whether it's trying to react from off coverage and like a cover four look with the slot receiver bearing down on you and having to mirror that. There's just a lot of different avenues where you lean towards the guys who move at a high level. One, two, tackling. Those, those are the two things that are almost non-negotiable for a safety in the NFL. If you want a true all-around safety for your scheme. Now, there are certain roles, certain schemes where maybe you don't, you can, you know, disregard some of these things, but those are the two jobs of safety. Manipulate space, cover space quickly, and then tackle. Tackling has become a non-negotiable in the NFL. I mean, it's always been a non-negotiable, but especially at the safety position, you you need those guys to limit because they are your last line of defense safeties that cannot tackle today's run game if they were you know 
15 years ago, they missed a tackle in the box. Another guy come clean it up. Now he may be the last guy getting his hands on a running back with how defenses are set up and you need them to make those tackles. So tackling and how they move are the one, two at the safety position. Then you're looking for things, uh, you know, outside of that, like maybe man coverage ability, always valuable, a savior that can drop down in the box, guard tight ends, guard slot receivers, length, you know, the traditional size metrics that you look for in other positions also apply to the safety position. And then things like instincts, you know, how well does the guy see the game? If you can run a four, three, have the smoothest change of direction ability possible, but if you're not seeing things develop and you're lost on the back end, when routes are breaking in front of you, you are never going to make plays on the football. So, so I think it's another reason why you may not see them drafted super highly is just because translating from roles that they may play in college to roles that they could play in the NFL doesn't always have this one-to-one -one transition that, you know, like a wide receiver would, that a running back would, that uh, an offensive lineman, defensive lineman would, where you're seeing them do NFL things already. So enough of that. Let's get to the actual top five here. And at number five, it is a guy who I had much higher going into this season. The guy had his number two safety, actually, going into this season. It is USC's Kalen Bullock. And no, it's not because I hate USC, even though I do hate USC. But I have a Michigan guy ahead of him. So I, I'm obviously not too biased on this list with two of the schools I hate. Probably two schools I hate the most in terms of rivals against Notre Dame. But Kalen Bullock, USC, 6'3", 190, true junior third-year player, whatever you want to call him. He's been starting since the end of his freshman year there at USC. And at that size, so 6'3", super long, he moves like, like a slasher in basketball, like a, like a shooting guard. He's just so fluid. Honestly, when you watch his tape, I almost feel like he should be playing wide receiver because his ball skills are great. How he attacks the football is great. And how he moves uh, and can like hip, flip his hips and stop and react. It's just movement skills are top-notch. That's why I was so high on him going to this year. But he was skinny a year ago. You thought, you know, maybe he adds five to 10 pounds over the offseason, adds a physical element to his game because his frame is such that, I mean, he's almost like in the Kyle Hamilton realm of safeties. Now, Kyle Hamilton was unique in that regard, but that's the type of frame you're dealing with. Just this super long guy that has a massive tackle radius, but he's still so, so slight. He didn't add any muscle, it looks like, from tape last year to this year. Now, he probably did but really not enough to change kind of his draft prospect to change how I feel about him as a tackler where he falls off too many tackles. Uh, and, and as a guy who can play man coverage against tight ends where they kind of can just shrug him off. He really is too slight to deal with 240 plus pounders on a consistent basis. Whereas, you know, Grant Delpit's a was a guy who had similar movement skills, six foot two safety coming out, but Grant Delpit's in the mid two hundreds. Grant Delpit can deal with those guys now at the NFL level. And you see that I worry about Bullock getting pushed around by those guys. But still, the ball production's there. Seven pass breakups this year, two interceptions. He had a pick from middle of the field against Arizona State that was just elite. Just backing out in the middle of the field, reads the vertical before the quarterback is even looking that way, gets over the top of it, high points it. A true center fielder type of safety. I'd honestly even be curious watching his tape at that size, all the things I'm describing, just to see him at outside corner, honestly. And now it's... That's not, it usually is the other way, right? We're usually talking about corners moving to safety. That's not something you don't see the safety to corner transition all that often. But I think he's a unique case in the skill set he brings to the table. And again, the fact that he's just not as big and as 
strong as you would like to see a starting safety in the NFL. So a lot to like, maybe a guy who could benefit from coming back to school, but he's going to be a top hundred pick regardless. How is he, is he going to get his way into the first round? If he comes back to school, mm, hard to say, but yeah, Kalen book still super talented, but I have number five on this list. All right. At number four, I have Michigan safety Rod Moore. If you watch the Ohio state game over the weekend, he had the game ending pick. Now it wasn't anything, you know, it was more Kyle McCord getting hit, throwing a ball off his back foot, more bad throw than really Rod Moore making a play, but he would have been there. If it really was a good throw, I think Moore has a good chance of breaking that up. Had a nice pass breakup from like a middle field, uh, sort of robber position that he was in there. Six foot, 198 pounds, physical dude, third year player has been starting ever since end of his true freshman year at Michigan with that Michigan defense. And you know how good they've been over the previous three seasons. The fact that he was starting true freshman green flag for sure there for him. Very well built, tremendous tackler, only a 9% missed tackle rate over the course of his collegiate football career. Now he has been banged up this season, only 338 snaps and undisclosed injury that I believe he had to have uh, surgery on earlier this season. I wouldn't call him a pure man cover safety. Um, a lot of guys in this list I'd rather have in that regard, but he's definitely like a versatile quarters box safety. I, the comp for him, who he reminds me of just watching the tape is a guy like Jordan Poyer, who's obviously excelled in a quarters heavy, too high heavy scheme there in Buffalo. That's where I would want a guy like Rod Moore to go to. And I don't think you're getting, you know, whether it's elite range or elite uh, man ability. I don't think he has either of those two things, but he's super sound, super good as a tackler, versatile, wear a lot of different hats, just a solid all-around safety that can start in the league for a long, long time. So big fan of Rod Moore's game. I, I think so for Kalen Bullock, I, I was thinking probably after his tape this year, we're talking about a mid-third type of guy. I think Rod Moore's more towards a top end of the third I'd put him at right now is probably how I see his evaluation going. So for safeties with how they've come off the board in recent years, that's not too bad, right? I don't think that's anything to sneeze at for a safety prospect. That's is probably when you draft a safety in that area of the draft, you're expecting him to be a starter for you. All right, before we get to the top three safeties in the 2024 NFL draft class, today's podcast is sponsored by Game Time. You shouldn't have to worry when you're buying tickets to your next big event. Game Time is the fastest and easiest way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. With killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seats, and their best price guarantee, Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. Game Time is the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase. See the view from your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive, all-in prices show your total upfront, so you know you're getting a great deal without hidden fees. Buy tickets in seconds with two taps. GameTime has deals on tickets right up to the start of the event, and then even an hour after it starts, it's the place to find last-minute seats. With zone deals, you pick the section, and GameTime picks seats for an average of 18% savings. And the GameTime guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, GameTime will credit you 110% of the difference. Download the GameTime app, create an account, Use code LOCKDOWNNFL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-N-F-L for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets. Lowest prices. Guaranteed. The top three safeties in the 2024 NFL draft class. At number three, Tyler Newbin, Minnesota safety. Now, I 
went around and looked at after I had my top five, I looked at some safety rankings throughout the class and not a lot of people had Newbin outside of their top two. And I really like Newbin. This is more just, I really like the top two safeties in this draft class. So Newbin is a fifth year guy at Minnesota, six foot two, 210 pounds, fourth year as a starter. So the guy loves college. I don't blame him, but I thought he could have come out last year and been like a top 60 pick first day, second, first, second rounder. I think he's firmly that now after the tape he's put out this year, a little different than anyone else in this draft class. No one has that level of size, right? Six foot two, two ten. reminds me a lot of a guy like Rashad Jones, uh, the Miami dolphins safety for a long time there. Um, and former Georgia safety, who's, you know, kind of a throwback. There's not a lot of safeties at that size doing it in the NFL today. A lot of times those guys put five, 10 more pounds on and they become linebackers, but he's the best box safety in this draft class. You want an enforcer at the safety position. Newbin is your guy. And I love his instincts in like the short area intermediate game. I love him. They use him as kind of uh, yeah, like a, the seam runner in cover two sometimes there in obvious passing situations. They'll use him as a robber a lot. I, I loved him coming downhill and cover two. I thought that's when he was at his best, when he had his eyes working downhill on routes, really can either break them up, beat the man to the spot, or uh, you know lower the boom after the catch with that size. Really physical, long, violent at the catch point. It was not quite as fluid as these other guys in this draft class. I, I think other than tight ends, which I think you can play man coverage against. I, I don't want him seeing a slot wide receiver one-on-one. -on -one. I don't want him having to be a quarter safety reacting to, you know, Cooper cup coming vertically at him. I just don't think that's going to end well for him. His worst reps are on tape are reps that are like that. And that's fine, right? That's not some schemes. That's not going to be fine for some schemes. You're not going to ask a guy to do that. And you're not going to be too upset that he has some limitations in that regard. So I think he's a very, um, very, very good prospect, though, in his own right. I think he's going to end up top 50 on my board. Um, his stats, insane this year, five picks, four pass breakups. Last year, four picks, four pass breakups. You see the instincts. You see his ability to read. Great. All great on tape. Caveat being, he's playing in the Big Ten West, right? <laughs> he's He ain't playing SEC East football. This ain't uh, lighted up. This ain't the Big 12. He ain't getting uh some of the top receiver talent in the country bearing down on them so that obviously is going to impact the stat lines but you can only beat the guys in front of you and he's beaten the guys in front of him Oof, pause quite a bit quite a bit on tape all right on to the number two safety in the 2024 nfl draft class javon bullard from georgia a guy who i liked his tape as a slot corner last year in 2022 now he's 5'11", 195. He looks more like a slot corner than he does a safety. That's that's on the small side for the safety position. That was his first year as a starter last year. He is a third-year player. Again, this class is chock full of juniors. His acceleration, his short area quickness is so elite, though. I'm a big fan of his game, and he has no fear or hesitation when he does make his breaks. There's really he, – he goes for it, and he sees the game at a high level, and he does not – is not taking his foot off the gas pedal once he puts it down, right? He's he's a guy who plays above that size because of that instinct. So similar to Buda Baker. I wrote Buda Baker-ish. Now, Buda Baker is a different animal, different kind of size caliber in terms of like he's shorter, um, even uh, probably a little bit more agile 
than a guy like Javon Bullard. But like that's the type of player you're getting. The slot versatility that has is a big plus. And man, I just watch his tape and there's just not a lot of mistakes. And I have not been super high on these Georgia safeties and defensive backs in recent years. I think they get really gassed up by the work that their front seven can do. And so I haven't been high on a lot of the guys that, um, you know, been getting hype out of Georgia in recent memory in their secondary. But Bullard's one where I think it's a little different. I think he has not only the tools, but the way he sees the game, and he's also a tackler. He's a hitter at that size. There really is not a lot of weaknesses to his game that aren't just purely size-related, that he's you know going to be going to be difficult for him to match up one-on-one with the tight end, right? It's going to be difficult for him to match up with a bigger wide receiver at the catch point on jump balls down the football field. That's just a fact of life when you're listed at 5'10", you know, when a guy's listed, or excuse me, listed at 5'11", probably going to come in under that, if that's the case at college, a few guys come over that. So I do think that's probably, you know, that that really is it for him in terms of big weaknesses. Limited sort of playing time at true safety, Call the weakness if you want. I'm not too worried about it because the slot is becoming just as valuable, and I think he could be a weapon in the slot as well. So big fan of his game. Again, I called Newman a top 50 player. I think I'm going to end up with Bullard as a top 50 player, and I'm definitely going to end up with the number one guy in this list as a top 50 player. But before we get to that number one, today's podcast is brought to you by FanDuel. As the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. In the moment you guys have been waiting for, the number one safety in the 2024 NFL draft class, it is Cam Kinchins, Cameron Kinchins, the safety from Miami, third-year player. Started at the end of, by the end of his freshman year there at Miami. Six foot tall, 205 pounds. Before this season, I thought he could play his way into that Mika Fitzpatrick, Jamal Adams, Derwin James, Kyle Hamilton tier of safeties. You know the tier, the ones that have gotten – uh, you know, the ones that have been hyped up to that as prospects lived up to his in the NFL, just kind of surefire slam dunk sort of picks. Hasn't quite gotten there. His tape this year has been far more inconsistent than I would have liked. He got he got pick happy. Let's call it like it is. The guy had six picks a year ago, and he was trying to pick off every pass he could this year. And that's not uh, necessarily the worst thing in the world. You... You want, I think you'd rather reel in some playmaker instincts from a guy than have to coach that into someone because I don't think there's not a strong track record of guys figuring out how to find the football once they get to the NFL. But still has five picks this year. I mean, and missed two games as well uh, after being carted off against, I believe it was Texas AM. Um, he has, though, he blew the coverage against Georgia Tech, if you recall that game early on the season where. Miami ran when they could have just knelt it out, fumbled. George Tech had like two plays. Second play, he bit on a double move. And or he bit on the quarterback coming outside the pocket, and then quarterback broke out even farther and left the guy wide open for a touchdown. So there is some of that to his game. Reminiscent of 
Andre Cisco, in my opinion, the Syracuse safety. And that's Cisco had tons of picks on his tape at Syracuse, tons of ball production. You also saw him out of position a lot trying to get that ball production. And Cisco, as he got to the NFL, turned into one heck of a player. Um, I think he's a much better tackler, a much better all around safety than Cisco was. Maybe not quite the elite range. Cisco had some elite range on his tape at Syracuse, but also Cisco had a torn ACL coming out in the draft. Uh, so Cam Kitchens, full bill of health now. Um, to me, much better prospect than guys like Dax Hill, Darnell Savage, Jonathan Abram, who are your you know most recent first round safeties that I haven't mentioned yet. I love his ball skills. I mean, even regardless of the you know playmaking instinct, the picks that he's had on tape, I love the way he attacks the football in the air. Truly elite in that regard. All six of his picks back a year ago, 2022, came from a deep middle alignment. Deep middle guys making picks like that, you know, reminiscent of someone like Malik Hooker, who was elite from a deep middle coming out of Ohio State. But you're seeing it again this year. Like Malik Hooker had one year of production. Cam Kitchens, you're seeing a lot of ball production consistently from that deep alignment. I don't think he's like a 4-3 guy, but he still has very good range. You know, he's tracked down receivers from behind consistently on his tape when he wants to open up the full throttle. He's got the gas to move. So big fan of all that stuff. Big fan of what he can do as a hitter. He wants to lay the boom. He wants to be an enforcer over the middle of the football field. Truly one of the better just single high safety prospects. And now who's running single high anymore? Yeah, your guess is as good as mine. It's not in vogue nearly as much as it was maybe half a decade ago. But the skill set will still translate to a lot of other alignments around the NFL that he could be used in. So massive fan of his game. I do worry about the guessing on his tape this year. We'll see. It, it, it felt like a guy really trying to like put himself in the top 10 conversation, really go out on a limb and get eight, nine, 10 picks and put himself on the map in that way. That's not how you do it though, in my opinion. Uh, so we'll see how coachable he is once he gets to the NFL. But to me, back into the first round, I take this guy. At this point, I think once you get to the 20s, he's more than talented enough to pull the trigger at that point in the draft. So big fan of Cam Kinchins. There's your top five. Number five, Kalen Bullock from USC. Number four, Rod Moore from Michigan. Number three, Tyler Nuba from Minnesota. Number two, Javon Biller from Georgia. And number one, Cam Kinchins from Miami. A good top five. After that top five, not a lot of guys I'd even mention truthfully, in terms of guys I'd go to bat for as day two picks. It's just a weak safety class after that. Those are the top five you want. If you're in need, you're going to want one of those guys. All right, on tomorrow's episode, we're going to rank the strongest position groups in the 2024 NFL draft class, one through 11. You know how I like to chop them up. you got quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, tight ends, interior offensive line. Offensive tackle, defensive interior, edge, linebacker, cornerback, safety. Those 11, we'll rank them 1 through 11 on tomorrow's show. Austin Gale on Thursday. And then get into a little more draft. Going to get some draft analysts on Friday. Not sure exactly who just yet, but very excited to do it. Thanks for tuning in to Renner Ranks, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every single day.